You're listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. This is a retirement podcast, yes, but it's not like any other financial show that you're listening to. So if you like us, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review. Let us know what you think. You can always weigh in with your questions too at retirementsolutionradio.com. Sometimes we get that temptation to check up on our retirement accounts and see how we're faring compared to the market. So we ask a few of our listeners, how do they feel about this market? There's so much uncertainty in what's going to happen in the market in the next 12, 24 months. Political environment, COVID recovery, things internationally, who knows? I wish I had that crystal ball. I mean, anytime there's a big political change, you just need to keep an eye on your finances and be aware of what changes might impact you. With our listeners there, some are checking up on their 401ks frequently. Some feel like they have it under control. But how often should we be checking up on how our investments are doing? You know, I I think that's probably a very interesting question. And I want to take a little bit of time this morning to address that. Okay. So how often should we check on our stuff? Because if things are going great, right, going gangbusters like last year, when there were some companies that were doubling or tripling, we would get some emails and say, hey, John, how come? How come we don't have a bunch of that stuff? <laughs> like GameStop, John. How come we don't have a bunch of GameStop or AMC? Yeah. Well, there's a few reasons for that, right? And on the other side, when things get very volatile and things start going down, everyone starts paying more attention. So here's what I would say when it comes to checking in. The main thing you need to do before you ever look in your portfolio, whenever you're going to get on your 401k or whenever you're going to log into your IRA, you need to understand, do you know what your game plan is before you even check in on it? Hmm. Because here's the thing. What if you looked in one day, and this is obviously just you know an analogy, but if you ever looked in one day and all of a sudden you had twice the amount of money that you thought you were going to have. Uh, no, now seriously. that would be awesome. No, I know. How, how wonderful would that be? Yeah. But you had twice as much money in that account as you thought you would have. Um, that might be a sizzler night for me. I don't know. <laughs> Darn straight. You're going to call up your best reservations where you can triple mask it, right? Right. And go down to the Stony River or go down to the to the Ruth Chris or heck, the Outback does perfectly fine for me, baby. <laughs> and you go down there and you say, I want your largest sirloin. Steak. Or the Bloomin' Onion, please, yes. Oh, Bloomin' Onion's so good. <laughs> of course, it's like 17,000 calories. It now has a disclaimer right. on it. So but no, the idea is, when you saw that, if you saw that it was twice as much money, would you change your entire lifestyle? Would you immediately go out to sell your house to buy the next bigger house? No. Would you think about going and retiring tomorrow? You know, putting that two-week resignation thing together for your boss? Are you going to do that yet? Because you never know, right? Because if it was two times as much as you thought it was going to be, what happens the next day? Right. Does it go up or down? Right. So we don't know. And so what if it goes the other way? What if you look in and it's not half as much. Let's just say it's down 10 percent. Why would that cause alarm if you've got three, five, seven, ten years before you're going to retire? Well, my thought would be it should not cause much alarm. Hmm. The question is, do you know how it's being managed? You know, how much do you have in risky investments? How much do you have in safe investments? How many pensions do you actually have? Right. Because even if your company doesn't offer a pension, you can create your own pension. Oh, okay. All all a pension is, Jennifer, is just an income stream. Hmm. And so typically the thing about a pension that people love about it is it's it's usually either secured by that company and Mm -hmm. it's usually insured by something, you know, in the background. And so you can get an insured income stream. That's no problem. The question is, though, do you know how your plan is created and what it's supposed to do for you? 
Because when you do check in, and here's kind of my point to this, when you do check in, it will give you a different understanding of what you see. Because Jennifer, here's what I typically find. Most people, they are doing their normal day to day. Sure. They're getting up in the morning. They're shaking off the sleep. They're going in the bathroom, brushing their teeth, getting their clothes on, taking a shower. They're probably taking a shower before they're getting their clothes on. But in this example, example, they're just doing their normal thing. They get to get the car warmed up before they get in the car. Hopefully they get some coffee and they're on the way to work. That's what they're thinking about pretty much every single day. Yeah, the routine. Yes. But all of a sudden, there are some of those days when all of a sudden one of your coworkers says, hey, Tiffany, have you seen the market? Oh, my gosh. It's fallen off a cliff. Oh, my God. I I don't even know what's going to happen. I think we're going to be invaded by Martians later this week. And all of a sudden, you start getting panicky. You're like, oh, hold on. I've just been getting ready for work, going to work, doing my thing, watching my kids, watching my grandkids, doing my own living life. And all of a sudden, people tell me I need to look at this thing. And you log in, and it doesn't matter what it shows you when you're in that state of mind. What if it was twice as much money? I still bet you're going to go, oh, my gosh, I'm expecting it. Martians are going to invade us. Did you hear what (laughs) Tiffany said? Martians are going to invade us. That's what happens. And so the point is, is that what state of mind are we in? Because this past couple weeks, guys, if you've looked at your stuff, you're looking at that going, hmm, I hope this corrects itself, right? Right. I hope yeah. we, I hope that whatever rabbit hole we just jumped into, hope we find our way out of it pretty quickly. Quickly, yes. The question, though, is, is what is the overlying portfolio supposed to do for us? What are we actually solving for? Because no one out there, us included, no one out there has any idea what the market's going to do on a week over week basis no one not even no one. tiffany right except for tiffany <laughs> tiffany seems to know exactly Everything. the type of apparatus those martians are coming into town in and it's not a flying saucer the martians are coming in a 1983 dotson <laughs> <laughs> they might be <laughs> you never you never know right So the point of the matter is, and here's why I say this, checking in, I think you should do it with some regularity, maybe four times a year, at least whenever you get those statements, right? Yeah. If you get a monthly statement, you can look at it monthly. I don't find that helps us out a tremendous amount. Okay. If we don't understand what our investment philosophy is, okay? Mm -hmm. Because there are some portfolios that are meant to not go up as high as the market. Because they have a safety barrier in them, right? Right. They're just making sure they don't lose everything you say. Yeah. There are other portfolios that are meant to go higher than the market when things are going good. Now, that also means that they're going to absolutely get lamb blasted when things go bad. Hmm. So the question is, if you understand what you have and the reason you have it, there's not a reason to have to check in too often. But I would say at least four times a year at a minimum once a year, guys, at a minimum once a year. But the main thing you want to look at is not really how it's done in that time frame is so much as, hey, do we understand how your portfolio is built and what it's built to do? Because what we find is a lot of people, they own I don't know, for lack of better words, Jennifer, they own products. Right. They own mutual funds or individual stocks or variable annuities or whatever they have. And there's nothing inherently good or bad about those investments. But no one's ever spelled out for them how it's supposed to respond when the market does its thing. You actually do that through what you call what an investment policy statement. That's exactly right. Yeah. So you have to have an investment policy statement so you can go and look at it. Say, okay, well, now I can see. So bonds, by the way, and this is an actual uh, example here, bonds from year to date are actually down nearly 4%. Ooh. So if you had a safe portfolio or what you thought was safe because you were heavy in bonds, you may be really underperforming the markets. Mm. 
Now, is it still the right strategy for you? No, that's what you have to discuss with your person. If you don't have a person that has a written investment policy statement, I suggest you get one. Because yeah. that's the only way you're going to find out when what you're looking at. Should you be panicky? Should you be elated? Should you run for the hills? <laughs> or should you just say, Tiffany, shut up? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be no, satisfying, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be satisfying, but hopefully you never have to get to that. But let me tell you three things real quickly we can all look at, and it makes us feel a little bit better. Number one, do you need to use any portion of that portfolio within the next year? If you do, you need to make sure that portion is very much on the safe side. And I'm not even talking about bonds. You need something safer than bonds, okay. especially if interest rates are rising, okay? That's number one, super important. Number two, do you know how that portfolio is going to generate income once you retire? Those are the two big ones that I can think of that will really help satisfy that feeling that you have. Because there was a passage I read recently that Nelson Mandela had said. And Nelson Mandela had said, I've learned that courage is not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Now, the reason I tell everyone you needed a written investment policy statement is because that is the mechanism that helps us conquer the fear. The ups and downs are going to happen, right? Right. That, that no one can control that because we have a very interesting political situation right now. We have a very interesting uh, pandemic situation right now. All those things over time will absolve. The question is, how are your investments going to behave? Because the last thing we want is for someone like Tiffany <laughs> to be telling us what we need to be feeling at those moments. And that's the third thing, guys, we need to do. Are you in control of your emotions or do the actions of others control your actions? Because if you are one of those people that can completely control your emotions, you have ice water in your veins, you have the hands of a neurosurgeon then I would say you are probably well-equipped. So do you have a written investment policy statement? Because you're probably good to go. However, if the Tiffany's or the Fred's or the Betty's or the Jack's get in your mind or those people that talk, 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 yammer, yammer, yammer all day long on media, if they get in your head and it affects you, here's what I would suggest. You might need someone to help guide you who's been through this many times and can help you. Typically, I would rather you choose a fiduciary-based advisor because they should have your interests 100% aligned with what the advice they're giving to you. That's very important. So those are the three things. Thanks for listening. Want more from John? Find us online at retirementsolutionradio.com. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Jay Hagen Capital is a registered investment advisor. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. Jay Hagen Capital Incorporated is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance products and annuities offered through John Hicks. Kentucky Insurance License Number 99882. 